In the People's Corner, hailing from Corrupticate, the unconstitutional state, it's the Italian Clydesdale, solo, my partner and promoter, King of Kings, Shaw and Shaw, may be available for a show later on, and I say later on, not tonight, I mean, throughout the weekend, we may try and get one together, so... I just want to get some things out about this whole AJ thing that I find extremely perplexing. I like to talk about it from a legal point of view. And I'll just, oh, hold on. Let me invite, let me invite followers all. Let's see, if we get some people here to hash this out a little bit. So going back to there, I am. Okay. So, let me get in the light or I can see things a little better here. Okay, first of all, let's talk about statutes of limitations. When it comes to damages in Connecticut for comp, what's called comp compensatory damages, the statute's two to three years from date of incident. When you're talking defamation, it's two years. The Sandy Hook shooting took place nearly 10 years ago. Now, when you're beyond the statute, a lawyer can motion for a statute of limitation waivers, but there has to be extenuating circumstances. And usually that happens, like, let's say, I don't know, immediately after an incident or very shortly thereafter, uh, if there's someone in the hospital or some emergency there has to be very extenuating circumstances for the judge to grant that. You follow me? This is nearly fourfold time over the statute. I've never seen this before. And in most cases, a judge would typically just uh, say to the plaintiffs, uh, you, you have no jurisdiction because you're so far beyond the statute. So this is a bizarre thing we're seeing right now. Extremely bizarre. In addition, this just doesn't make any sense. In addition, you have the statute of limitation on a dollar amount in defamation in Texas is $750,000. Now, people don't seem to understand that statutes are established in the legislature. So the the max statute for defamation in the dollar amount in Texas is $750,000. Yet we have compensatory damages, uh, four point odd mil, and defamation of 45 point odd, total of 49, I don't remember, it's 0 0.2, 0 0.2, 0 0.3, whatever. First of all, they can't be enforced. So then one has to ask, what's going on here? At least I ask. Is this, this appears to be a show trial. Because what good is a, is a judgment if it can't be, if you can't collect? Is this just to scare people off? Some people have suggested uh, to limit free speech. And then we'll get into that in a minute. 
So regarding free speech, Alex Jones was not the only one to question the mainstream media narrative on Sandy Hook. There were other uh, podcasters, other people questioning. One was a Florida uh, Atlantic University professor, James Tracy. And he contended that based on crisis acting, uh, a crisis actor site, that the folks who were the parents were listed on the crisis actor site and that there also appeared in another incident. So AJ wasn't the only one. Yet those people were not. Uh, Florida Atlantic University Professor James Tracy was not sued. Bizarre, right? So this is perplexing. So hi, I thought I'll start over in a little bit and make the talking points and open up uh, for anyone who wants to give any feedback. The first point that I question regarding something from the present going backwards is what are known as statute of limitations on defamation max limits in Texas. It is $750,000 for defamation. Yet, the jury came back with 45 point, I believe it was 45.2 or 3 million on defamation. The statute's not created in the court. The statutes are created in the legislature. So this is perplexing. Second, we have statute limitations on time from date of incident. In Texas and in Connecticut, the statute of limitations on damages is between two and three years, depending if you're talking about competence. Well, I always screw that word up. <laughs> Compensa compensation damages. I'm trying to say the word. I can't. Compensatory. Compensatory. There we go. I'm going to tongue tie damages. Or whether you're talking about defamation. So the statute of limitations on time is between two and three years, and you can look this up. So one has to ask, well, the Sandy Hook incident was nearly 10 years ago. How can there be a civil trial where the statute of limitations on time is exceeded by nearly fourfold? I just question these things, and I'm witnessing this. I double-checked and triple-checked. Yeah, this is true. As far as the statutes, the statute of limitations on defamation in Texas is $750,000, and you can check that. All you got to do is Google it. Yet we have defamation charges, uh, I'm sorry, uh, damages issued by the court of 45 point, I believe it's two or three million. Well, what good is a judgment if you can't collect on it? The statutes are not created in the court, they're created in the legislature. These are questions I'm asking. What's going on here? Perplexing. Perplexing. The other question is regarding, let me see. During the Alex Jones trial, the, the claim was made that he did not comply with court order to turn over documents. 
And at that point, you may recall Trump went through this with, I believe it was the US uh, district attorney in New York, where they can find uh, uh, find in contempt of court and start fining the person. And Trump had a thousand dollar, I'm sorry, ten thousand dollar a day contempt fine. Now I I looked and looked and looked for what went on here, and I only found one article that said that in the Texas case there was a contempt order issued by the judge for $25,000 a day for Alex Jones. Okay. But then the judge can also incarcerate uh, and hold somebody until they comply. The judge has options, you know, and that has to simply be motioned by opposing counsel. Well, we know Alex Jones has never been incarcerated for anything. He's never been charged with a crime in criminal court or in civil, uh, you know. And so none of this makes any sense. In other words, the judge wanted to acquire the documents. She had, you know, subpoena power could have been enforced and contempt charges. This is perplexing. Also, the accusation that Alex Jones could have been lying if he did that in court, that opposing counsel could have asked the judge to cite Alex Jones for perjury. I didn't, I didn't see that come down in any judgment. Yet he lost by default. He lost the case by default. There was never a jury trial on his guilt. In civil, well, in civil, guilt is not really typically used. It's it's more about that's a that's a term used in criminal. In civil, it's just either you win or lose. You follow me? Either you win or lose, and then if you lose by default, then the judge ordered then the jury to come up with a amount for uh, compensation uh, due to. Uh, I always have trouble with this word, compensatory damages and then defamation. Well, again, the defamation statute max is 750,000, yet we have a 45 point, what I believe it's two or $3 million. So this is just perplexing. So anyone who wants to have any feedback on this, I'm just opening up to discuss, okay. So there was never a jury trial on whether or not he would win or lose. It was finding by default with, um, let's see. Then we have, I'm trying to look at my talking points. Okay, we, we have the Professor James Tracy of Florida Atlantic University at the same time as Alex Jones was questioning the narrative, suggesting once again, that there may be may upset people, but this is what the professor concluded that looked like, just like Alex Jones asserted that this was crisis actors. Uh, the government was doing this to try and bring about gun laws. And yeah, I'm sure you've heard this. So that Alex Jones is not the only one. Let's talk about arrests. Alex Jones was never arrested for harassment, nor for threatening. Regarding other people arrested, I only found one woman 
if I could, as I search and search, who was arrested in Florida for allegedly threatening. She was a gun activist who, don't forget, that's where Florida Atlantic University is. Alex Jones is not in Florida. And this woman did not cite Alex Jones when she said, this is, you know, she didn't, I, I didn't read her saying anyone in particular that caused her to make these accusations that got her arrested. And she had prior mental illnesses that were documented. So there's no way to tie that to any one party, be it Alex Jones or the professor, James Tracy from Florida Atlantic University. And the professor was never charged with a crime, nor was he ever sued. This is all perplexing, at least to me. And the last thing to consider is, if anything that Alex Jones put out in the way of a broadcast or anything Professor Tracy said on his blog, if there were numerous people as asserted that were harassing the parents and threatening them, where are the arrests? Where are the criminal charges? You see what, what I'm asking? I don't see it. I haven't seen it. I've searched two search engines. I use alternative search engines like Brave and Yandex because sometimes the algorithm with Google things can be, you know, mixed up down low. And I found Brave. I don't use DuckDuckGo, but I found Brave and Yandex to bring things up uh, between the two. Um, so again, if anyone has any comments or feedback, I'm trying to separate the the legal aspects of this into procedural and non anon boy, I'm having trouble talking about. I got a lazy tongue. I used to do speech therapy. Anomalies. The anomalies here is what I'm pointing out. Very strange. So anyway, I don't have a judgment on this one way or another. There's no way it's like me looking at 9-11. All I can do is observe and point out a lot of anomalies and then seek out information and then point out that information. And, you know, it's, there's no way for me to know. I can, I can quote, you know, 9-11 architects and engineers for truth. I can quote Dr. Judy Woods or cite her explanation, or you can cite the NIST report. You know, there's a lot of mixed messaging here and, you can ask, like, where was NORAD? How did that airspace get uh, penetrated? Uh, you know, lots of questions. But I can't say I have any answers. And that's what I'm doing here. And people know who've come to my call-ins or heard me call in, I'm always asking questions and, and trying to open up the dialogue, you know, so you know what's happening here. Now, let's not forget, we. We have to remember there's many false flags operations. We had uh, the Kuwaiti incubator baby thing, which turned out to be a complete fraud. That I believe that's what brought us into Desert Storm, that some of those accusations. You know, then there's the Syrian gas attack, uh, the Duma incident, which the organization, uh, let me think, for the prohibition of chemical weapons, whistleblowers came out on that and said, no, not true, along with Colonel Wilkerson and Aaron Mate of the Gray Zone. So, of course, we have the Tuskegee experiments, 
And then in, it was either 94 or 97, Clinton apologized about the Tuskegee experiments. There were also radiation experiments that included even injection of radioactive isotopes of some kind. All kinds of things have been done, you know, by our government that are absolutely, we're not even talking, you know, the secret operations from Operation Northwood, which Kennedy thwarted, thank God, where the CIA wanted to kill people in Florida and blame it on Castro. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm singing to the choir about a lot of these things to people. Um, I'm not the only one who questions these things and is perplexed. Um, Operation Paperclip, boy, that's another one. Whew. What in the world? I don't know if you're familiar with that one, folks, but operate uh, MK Ultra, you know. So, in other words, we've seen Gulf of Tonkin. I'm thinking, what's going on in the Bilderberg Group or the Bohemian Grove? Why is that secretive? You know, we have uh, JFK in his 1961 speech and his uh, condemnation of secret societies and the buildup of the. Uh, oh, we got a caller. Good. Hello, Brady. How are you? What the hell is going on with Alex Jones? Is there something know. new? I'm asking this questions, one. just like when I explore 9-11. I don't come at it with a judgment or an anger. You know that. I'm asking questions. And I'm pointing out some legal anomalies, which totally violate statutes of limitations, statutes of maximum uh, award that don't line up. Statutes are not created in the courts. They're created in the legislature. You want to talk about that? I'm fine with it, you know. I certainly won't hesitate to get angry and judge shit, <laughs> especially concerning 9/11. Um, yeah, well, I heard some good criticisms of Alex Jones today from the left. I feel like it's very rare that I get a good criticism of Alex Jones from the left. And um, one of the ladies this morning said that he allows people on his show like Milo Yiannopoulos. And he's not really platforming very good people on the show. You know, like there's a lot of really cool people he could be platforming and talking to. And he ends up talking to these misogynistic douchebags a lot of times, you know. Well, that's um, not all he does. I mean, he clearly has exposed the Bilderberg group, Bohemian Grove, uh, obviously had Dr. Malone on early on about the vaccine and other good doctors. Yeah, so. he's, he's done a, a ton of good stuff that he's done, but um, right. I find it rare that the left is able to criticize him very well. So I'm interested in the things that are a good criticism of Alex Jones, you know, because well, he's a bit of an operative. Um, he certainly wasn't very critical of the Trump administration, which is unfortunate because the really cool thing about Alex Jones is he was critical about every single president all the way up until Trump happened. And it was really refreshing to have one source as a constant um, critical voice to whoever was in power at the time. And that kind of disappeared with, that, with uh, Donald Trump. That was unfortunate. That was kind of like the downfall of Alex Jones in my mind. Well, um, he has that criticism though. He did, he has made it very clear that he believes the vaccine is killing people. And we yeah. have the vaccine journal report out. Finally, the Brighton Coalition, which is approved by the World Health Organization here, two years after Pfizer has been covering up and uh, not actually uh, providing informed consent for anybody, where they finally acknowledge that for men in under 30, 
that the risk of heart myocarditis and other complications is higher with the vaccine than with COVID. But look how long it took. You follow me? Well, of course, yeah. Dr. Malone was on Alex Jones and other good doctors. Uh, over the, uh, uh, I believe we had Reiner Filmic on, if I'm not mistaken, who's an attorney uh, who who brought a lot of Dr. Michael Yeadon forward, uh, who used to work for Pfizer. And they've all been highly critical and it's taken far too long. But Alex, I say, and I don't watch Alex Jones regularly, but I did catch an episode where he was very critical of Trump and said, look, you have to come out and say, stop, especially when it comes to approval for children. He said, we cannot have this going on. And if you don't, then he goes, I have to take it down. He literally said that, which I was surprised, you know, but it needs to be said, you know, um, in my opinion, I concur with that. You know how I feel about the vaccine and having gotten vaccinated. Um, there's lots of ways to protect the elderly uh, that was, we've discussed. You don't have to go to that. He was also oddly silent to criticize Trump during Operation Warp Speed, where Donald essentially warp speeded and fast tracked the vaccines to everyone, which a lot of people consider a good thing. Um, but if, if he's staying, you know, consistent with his COVID narrative, it would have made, I, I, it's just weird that he didn't criticize. I didn't see a lot of criticism from him on that. I'm sure that he did once or twice, but certainly didn't give it the amount of focus that I feel like he would have had it happened under the Biden administration. And it's frustrating to see that bias, but. Well, yeah. I don't know. I can't honestly speak for what was happening at the time because I, I only recently started watching Alex Jones. To be honest with you, when uh, I don't know what triggered me to watch. I think when you started covering, I like Dr. Malone uh, or some of those doctors, uh, and I'm so when I saw he was covering some of that, I I started tuning in a bit, and I kind of got a feel for what he was doing. You know, I'm not. I, you know, I grew up during the era when there was, uh, what was the guy's name? I, he was out of New York that the president issued a, a medal for and he died of lung cancer. I'm trying to remember the fellow. He was a real shock jock right winger um, who passed away. Oh, Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. And I saw that. And then there was the other fellow with the long bushy hair and glasses uh, out of New York who I mean, shock jocks were just so common in New York at that time. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? What about, about? William Cooper? I think William Cooper was the real Alex Jones. Yeah, I'm, the William I'm not familiar with. Um, I'm thinking of a uh, guy. Bill Cooper, he had a radio show called Hour of the Time, and he was executed by the police in front of his own home. Really? Yeah, it's a very interesting story. You need to check it out. He's the guy who wrote the book To Behold a, a Pale Horse. Probably familiar with that. Me. I'll check it out. I oh, you've heard. got you. Hour of the time, William Cooper. This guy predicted 9-11, and he called out Alex Jones as a psyop a, like early, a long time ago. He, he, he had one of the best criticisms of Alex Jones um, way back in the day. We're talking like 9-11. And it was right after 9-11 that he was murdered outside of his... Uh, um, it's a very sketchy story. Amazing story. You've got to check it out. William Cooper, Hour of the Time to Behold a Pale Horse. Can't recommend it enough. And I think the real Alex Jones today is Whitney Webb. Are you familiar with Whitney Webb? 
Yeah, I've heard about her. Yeah, she's a reporter, right? Yeah, you need to check her out. She does the best job covering Jeffrey Epstein. And she has a network called The Unlimited Hangout. And she's on Last American Vagabond a lot in, in press news. But um, yeah, Whitney Webb, just look up any inter- interview with her. It's absolutely fascinating. Would so you mind, if you could put a linker in the chat, I'd appreciate it just because yeah. I'd have to get up. I'm I'm disabled. I'm in bed now. I'd have to get up and get a pen, which would be a pain in the ass. For gotcha. me right now, so. um, but, uh, you know, I, that's if you notice the uh, meme I put up, is all about you know the Illuminati, and so I question Alex Jones. I I don't know where it's coming from. I find it very perplexing, uh, and so I question that too. I mean uh, that this is a this is a huge psyop to me. One of the things I point out here in pointing out the anomaly, I have a lazy tongue. I used to have to go to speech therapy for, and I'm tired so. But anomaly, 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 you know what I'm trying to say. An unusual thing is the statutes that are exceeded. The statute of limitation for defamation is two years in both states. And yet here we are nearly eight, 10 years past the incident. How can usually a judge would say you have no jurisdiction. You're so far beyond the statute. Even if you come up with some extenuating circumstance, usually that would be within the first year after the statute. So you had a car accident or something. Yep. So this is so far beyond the statute. It's like, what the heck's going on? And then again, the statute of limitations for defamation in Texas is $750,000. Just we have a 45 point odd million dollar defamation uh, finding by the jury. Well, what good is it? You can't collect on that. Because again, the statutes are creating the legislature, not creating the court. And so I look at yep. that and go, this looks like a weird psyop, like they're trying to scare people into saying things, not saying things like, you know, limit yep. free speech, perhaps. We're- so I wonder if this means if we can sue Rachel Maddow for defamation over calling people Russian propagandists now. Well, again, she claimed, don't forget, it's an interesting thing. Tucker Carlson's attorneys, Rachel Maddow's attorneys, when they were sued in the past, they both claimed, both of them, is a legal tactic that they both use, both their attorneys, that, well, it's entertainment. We're, we're, we're not yep. actually news broadcasters. We're entertainment. But it didn't work for Alex Jones for some reason, even though there's a precedent set already. Do you um, see, I appreciate you. That's an inquisitive mind. You have to look at this and go, what in the God's name's going on here? You know, none of it is adding up. Like you said, why does it work for Tucker Carlson, who has a huge following, and where a woman brought a defamation claim against him, and Rachel Motto had somebody else for her? So you're absolutely right. That's something, you know, that I didn't even thought of. But, you know, what's called pro forma, where you cite previous cases. Do you follow me for causation? Yeah. And so you make a good point. This is all at a time when we have the World Health Organization, this this universal, what I call, pandemic policies across the world on something that Bill Gates finally acknowledges now, the World Economic Forum 2022. Well, we really didn't understand. Turns out a very low death rate, kind of like the flu, a little different. Mostly affects the elderly with comorbidities. So vaccine mandates and 
and mask mandates or vaccine passports and mask really don't make any sense. Holy shit. Look what they did to the economy and everything where, I, as I've cited in previous callings, you know, on PubMed, Open Access Medical Journal, zinc and zinc ionophores were known to be effective in 2010 versus coronavirus and enterovirus. What the hell? What? Uh, and then... Um, Another criticism you know, I have of Alex Jones is that I think he's a fake Christian. I think he's pretending to be Christian just to avoid losing people. I won't disagree with that. I had an argument with a friend of mine, actually a guy I did a co-host show with on 9-11. It wasn't really an argument, it was just a disagreement. I said, look, for Alex Jones to go on Steve Bannon, and I saw a clip that was on Telegram, to go on Steve Bannon and bellyache about a 45.2, whatever it is, 45.3 defamation award by the jury when he knows the statute of limitations for defamation in Texas is 750,000. I said, he's, he's grifting at that point. He's not being honest. He knows what the defamation statute is. He knows he'll never pay. He can't be forced to pay more than the statute. That's the statute, period. They would have to lobby the House and Senate in Texas, get the statute changed, and bring, I don't know if there's no double jeopardy in this matter. You may not be able to bring it. Maybe you can appeal the case, but I don't think you could uh, bring it again as a new case. Do you follow me? So. So the question then is, so he's appealing to his audience like, oh, what was me? Look how, how much I've been fined and how much more I'm going to be fined. In other words, buy my supplements, you know, do this, do that. I need help. Keep me on the air. You know. Well, at least you get supplements when you go to Alex Jones. If you donate to NPR, you don't get shit. <laughs> Maybe you get a tax write-off, I guess. Right. Well, I mean, people can support Alex Jones any way they please. But the point I'm trying to make is be honest, 100 percent honest. If you're going to go on Steve Bannon, you're going to talk about the, about the civil litigation to say, well, you know, actually, the statute in Texas is seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. And so the the award by the court, I'll never have to pay more than that. So it's just it's, it's really a kind of a fraud to the public that it's being presented as such. Um, and so I don't know that all I do is go to the statutes. I look them up and I find the statute limitations on, on, uh, on time and on dollar amount. And I ask what is going on here? You know, a friend of mine said that he heard Alex Jones. He watches Alex Jones a lot and that Alex Jones on his broadcast did point out the statute of limitation for max of 750,000. And he said, so I'll never have to pay the 45 million. Well, but then why does he go on Steve Bannon and, and cry, what was me? You follow me? Be consistent. If you're Christian, you know, you, you got to be truthful, right? Brady? I mean, you can't be partly true here, partly true there. I mean, no one's perfect, but. Depends on how you interpret the word have, have to be. I'm sorry, can you clarify that? I say because yeah, I mean, like you could say that if you're a Christian, you have to be truthful. But let's let's be realistic. Every Christian is still a human, and all humans lie. True, true. But if you know what the statute of limitation is, and it's on the books, then I would think it's one's responsibility if you're talking to your audience. Now, I don't know what his agreement with Steve Bannon was, and why he's doing what he's doing. I mean, 
I don't know. Maybe, you know, I wonder sometimes, and I, uh, Jesse Ventura said this. I heard him talking about when people get in office in the White House or in the legislature in Washington. He said, well, you know, people come in, they run on platforms, they get in there and uh, they're told they're going to toe the party line or maybe they show them the Zabruder tapes, you know, the Grassy Knoll assassination of Kennedy. And, I, you know, I don't know if things get that. I'm certain in some cases, like you said, the, it's William Cooper, right? You were telling me about he ended up dead, right? Yep. So it happens. Yeah, he's the real one. You know, so... um. So yeah, well, I, I gotta let you go, man. I gotta bounce out of here, but cool talking. Same here, Brady. Thank you for calling. Take care. All right, that was a that was a good conversation. That's the kind of conversation I like to have. Let's just open up, get some ideas going back and forth, um, be respectful, and uh, like uh, that was a good talk with Brady. Anybody else would like to discuss anything else about Alex Jones? We don't have to focus on the trial. We can, any opinion you want to bring forward? Uh, any thoughts whatsoever uh, would be welcome. Um, like I said, I haven't been watching Alex Jones a long time. The only thing that other thing that comes to mind is I remember seeing a clip with Alex Jones at Bohemian Grove with Jesse Ventura, when Jesse Ventura used to have a show on conspiracy theories. And they were discussing, um, there was a woman, Rima LeBeau, I think her name was. Rima LeBeau, best of my recollection. The wife of Major General Stubblebine. And she was a naturopath. And she was talking a long time ago now. And gosh, I, don't quote me on this. It may have been 15 years ago. 12, 15 years ago, I'm thinking more like 12, where she was talking, she kind of predicted this whole COVID thing. It's very bizarre. And actually, Major General Stubblebine uh, uh, came out and said he could prove, he was Army surveillance, and he said he could prove that uh, a plane did not hit the Pentagon and that the uh, turbine in the hole looked like to him like that of a, a missile. Regarding the towers that dropped, he said it's a fraud that we've been presented, and he alluded to it as a demolition job. So he was a truther, Major General Stubblebine, who has passed away. Rima LeBeau is still alive. She's living overseas somewhere. She's, um, can't remember what country. But anyway, so um, let me see if I can rattle my brain on any of the thoughts I have on Alex Jones. Because I haven't been following him long and I, I'm not a fan per se, I really can't think of much else um, to talk about. So I was hoping we get some other folks in the call in who might want to, even if they're a little upset, you know, express what they want to upset, as long as we're respectful of one another. Um, I'm all ears, you know. So anyway, um, this was impromptu. I just had a urge to do it. I know it's an odd hour and I didn't put it in the calendar. So I was grateful to get, you know, some listeners. Hello, Pedro. Good to see you listening. And thank you for the compliments on the call in to Savvy Sabs. Um, I work with some great people in Southern California and I was always an advocate for justice there. 
And I said, oh, here we go. Thank you, Pedro, for calling in. Uh, I, 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 William. Uh, so uh, I have a kind of a, a problem here at home. So I, I was not kind of uh, intending of calling. So, but thanks, thanks for the, the compliments. And it, it was a good talk on the on the Fabi show and here too. So, but uh, I have nothing special to say. I have, I have a few problems here that I have to take care. Good night. Thank you. Pedro, thank you for calling in. We'll talk to you again soon, okay? Sure enough. Thank you. Bye. God bless. I know. That was nice. I appreciate him doing that, even though he actually has other things happening. Kevin, what's happened to you, man? Cat's got your tongue. You're usually very active talking. Did you get blocked from calling? Because I see, I've seen you in the audience listening and um, several call-ins I've been either you know, in the audience of or calling into. Man, Kevin's used to talking and and being taken the corner with Jimmy Dore and just letting people have it in a very polite and educated way. I really enjoy talking to Kevin and hearing him. So um, I don't know what's going down, bro. But um, appreciate you calling in and listening. So I don't see any new folks, and I've honestly don't have much else to say about Alex Jones. I did do a show earlier today on uh, just uh, what was it? Uh, it was, turned out about five and a half hours. A lot of people involved, and it was about the elite, the elite criminals and their stooges. So the elite criminals and stooges. So. Um, uh, Shaw edits things down, my my partner and friend, and so he's going to eventually publish that, and that'll be up. And for those who don't know, we did one on 9-11 Truthers on 9-11, and that's available on calling. That went on for like over six hours. Had a lot of lively interaction. I think about 180 people all together on that one, uh, according to what Colin shows. Uh, were accumulated over that and who've I think there was 135 during the five hours or no it was over six hours and uh, some 55 cents who have uh, opened it to listen so that was lively and that was good that was a good talk I learned a lot doing that and uh, so hey Marsh what's up brother Come on in, man. Up, oh, he disappeared. I thought he wanted to talk. Anyway, there's probably another call-in room somewhere. Uh, the Schmarf and the crew and Derek, those guys usually do something. Kind of a wee hour one. And uh, Stoopy. I thought it was Sloopy, but she goes by Stoopy. So I'm kind of new to the call-in and meeting these folks and anyway so i'll probably do another one at a different hour later on as things progress there's let's see i think there's a trial going on right now in connecticut there was a previous trial in connecticut on alex jones where the compensatory amount was four point odd million and here in Connecticut, defamation is limited to 
legal fees and legal costs, believe it or not. So we're not going to see a large defamation uh, judgment, at least not according to statute, unless they come up with some other wrinkle. You never know. And that's why the one in Connecticut totaled uh, at like 4.0 million. It wasn't just 49 million beside of Texas. So um, it's just interesting. Some people have speculated that this is all about trying to quash free speech. There was a Florida Atlantic University professor, James Tracy, who had the same questions and accusations that Alex Jones had. Of course, he hasn't been sued by anybody. Um, I think the, he did a blog. And um, so there were other people questioning the narrative at the time. Alex Jones wasn't the only one. For Schmarf, who's come on board, the questions I've had, again, I always try to ask questions. I'm, how is it the statute of limitations in time in Connecticut is two to three years on uh, damages, uh, two to three years and defamations, two years. Texas is two years on defamation and damages. And here we are nearly 10 years after the incident. How is there a civil trial now? Normally, when you exceed a statute like that, the judge will just say you don't have jurisdiction. You've ex the statute's expired. There is no jurisdiction to bring the case. And yet here we have it. The jurisdictions are created, and the statutes, I should say, are created in the House and Senate, not in the court. So this is perplexing, to me anyway. And then the statute of limitation for defamation in Texas is $750,000. All I did was go online and check these things out. So again, it's perplexing. Um, so anyway, uh, for some people, it's probably an uncomfortable topic to talk about. I understand that. But yet, I'm, I'm just making the observations, and I don't understand the mixed messages I'm getting from the court. Alex Jones was never charged with a crime of either harassment or threatening. Uh, in the court, he was never, uh, uh, perjury was never uh, cited by the judge, which would be, a, can become a criminal, quasi-criminal charge in civil. See, it's a civil proceeding. It's not a criminal proceeding here. And also, uh, contempt could be another quasi-criminal charge in civil, whereby the judge could have fined him X amount of dollars a day till he complied with the document uh, subpoena, or even in incarcerated him uh, until he complied or his lawyers complied. And that can happen. None of that happened. So he lost by default without ever having a jury uh, deliberate the uh, see in, in civil you don't it's not a guilt issue it's either you win or lose and if you lose then there's the damages do you follow me it's not a guilt issue that's that that doesn't happen in civil guilt is involved in criminal so for example in criminal you know you have to be found guilty beyond a reasonable doubt and a lot of times you get hung juries because it's very difficult to do. 
where that sits, some theorize, you know, somehow in the mid to high 90 percentile people beyond a reasonable doubt. In civil, it's preponderance of evidence, which means over 51 percent. Well, that's very subjective. You know, you, get, you, know, you get hung juries and criminal and, and, and civils. That's extremely subjective. Over 51% is preponderance. So um, anyway, I'm just sharing with you things I've learned uh, fighting pro se, meaning self-represented myself, starting in 2014, four years in probate, and then a total of uh, between let's see, civil housing, family, uh, appellate, trying to think of all the cases I was involved in, in civil, uh, civil lawsuits I filed, a total of about four years in, in Milford Courthouse, and also was arrested four times illegally, got all those charges dropped. I've talked a lot about that. I'll probably do, now that we have our, my own show, which is in the people's corner. I'll probably cover that in detail. Did it with the Jenny Hat show, uh, but I'll do my own on that. And I've talked a lot on calling about the tools I've used to get criminal cases dropped. I've never been found guilty. I've never taken a plea bark and I've gotten four arrests dismissed in four years. Talked a little bit and quite a bit about that last night in a call-in with Schmarf and Derek and the, the crew. So, I'm just kind of out of ideas when it comes to Alex Jones. I'm, I'm a new, I'm not even a follower. I'm just become aware of him where I, I've heard of him before, but I just started, because I'm always interested in the law, this interested me. What's happening with this civil matter? That's why I got interested. Um, so anyway, kind of stated my points a couple times, and there's not much else I have to say about it. So it looks like um brady called in and pedro and uh, no one else seems comfortable calling in on this issue which i understand so i'm gonna end the room and go to sleep <laughs> all right so <laughs> in the people's corner uh from corrupticate the unconstitutional state the italian clydesdale over and out good night everybody Thank you. Good night.